Adams, Adamly, Adamowski, Bueller, Burns, Burns, Burns. It's time for school. Rock school. With your hosts, Dr. Joe Burns. When you got those earbuds in. I didn't feel real good when you were singing that. Thank you. (laughs) I don't have the tight enough pants on. Class is in. This is the Rock School Radio Show here on the Rock School Radio Network, broadcasting from the campus southeastern Louisiana University. I'm Joe Burns. You are? Tammy Burns. Tammy, do you sing every day? Every day. Every day. When you say sing, what do you mean? Like in your car or what? Mm-hmm. As you're driving to another client, you just sort of belt it out? Usually when I'm, when I'm driving home. And that's when you open up and sing? Why? Because yes. the day's over? Yes, exactly. It's joyful, isn't it? It is. It, it feels like a Friday. Singing in any time is joyful. Singing at any point in time has benefits to the body. Singing at any time helps the mind. I did, and this is one of those things where I had no idea about this topic. I was looking for something else. If you remember, we did a whole show about, I don't know, four or five ago about the idea of uh, tone deafness. Yes, I do remember. Right, and Uh we, we talked about the idea that some people just can't hold a tune in a bucket. That hit a vein, and it's like... A bit of silver in a mine. Okay. You have to continue following it. A vein called the neuroscience of singing. And the idea that singing is absolutely wonderful, not only for your person, but for your mood, for your neuroscience, and for your body. Nice. It says here that 85% of us, at some point in time in our life, have been told, don't Sing (laughs) because I don't know because you stink because you this you know stop making noise all that kind of stuff but you shouldn't if you sing you're on the right track you gotta sing to make yourself better oh to make yourself better yes oh make your body better well I'm sure you release dopamine when you sing it's more than that and Uh what I'm gonna do is take an hour today and I'm gonna talk about the neuroscience of singing. And the thing is, you don't even have to be good. No, it doesn't you, matter. You can stink so bad. You can be so bad. You could be the lead singer of Creed. <gasps> you could be so bad. You could be the lead singer of, I Easy don't know, now, easy now. Nickelback. No! But... What about Van fact, Halen? No, no, no. He Eddie can't, can't sing. Well, no, Eddie can't, but Dave can't either, but that's fine. Uh, as long as you're singing... The things you're doing for your body are amazing. So for an hour today, let's play songs about singing. And let me tell you about the neuroscience of singing. Here's Sticks, Singing for the Day on Rock School. Sing for the moment, sing for the time. 
talking about the neuroscience of singing today. A woman who is a mezzo-soprano, that is her life. Her name is Tanya DeJong. Now, it's J-O-N-G, so it might be Yong, but I'm going to go with the hard J, Zhong. She says the right hemisphere of the brain is in charge of our imagination, intuition, and all of our creative functions. It enables possibilities and connects us to everything that is. Gosh, that sounds important. <laughs> says the brain's like a battery. The right side charges and the left side uses the energy. Now, here's my concern. This is what I tell my students all the time. Uh, the, the old concept, of, oh, millennials are lazy. No, I don't think they're lazy one bit. I'm a professor, so I'm with those, quote, millennials all the time. Right. They're not lazy at all. As a matter of fact, they're overtly not lazy. And what I tell them is what makes me nervous about your generation is you are the first generation to not not know. There is no such thing as not knowing the answer. Yeah. There is no such thing. I mean, we would go into a bar when I was in college and uh -huh. some guy would say, you know, when's the first time they played on artificial turf? We didn't know. You asked people in the bar, you discussed, you laughed, and if it, we didn't get an answer, we had to go forward. I don't even know how you play Trivial Pursuit in a bar right. anymore. How do you do that without right. people having a phone and cheating? Exactly. So I, you know, I say to them, this is one thing I normally do, I, I look at them and I say, what does the bottom of the earth look like? And it takes them you know, a little while to figure out what I'm asking them, but then they hit their phone. And in... 10 seconds, maybe, they have a satellite picture of the bottom of the earth. And they hold it up like this. What would it have taken you and me to have answered that question when we were 18 years old, long before indoor plumbing? Oh, it would have been uh, an encyclopedia for what, me. Right. What would it have taken your grandmother to answer it? Oh, gosh. She probably I don't know. wouldn't I don't have. think she could have. Right. So now we're down to 8 to 10 seconds. And the thing is, with the social media and all of that, your brain never stops. Okay. It never focuses. It never finishes. It is constantly bombarded. So the last thing millennials are is lazy. They're overwhelmed. Do That's they the sing? big thing. That's the question. Professor Sarah Wilson, one of the leading researchers on the neurological benefits of music, says that music is to mental health what sport is to physical health. Singing connects neural pathways and fires up the right temporal lobe of the brain, releasing endorphins, which makes people healthier, happier, smarter, and more creative. She calls it the food of neuroscience. If you are overwhelmed, if you have the world at your feet, sing. Not talk, not think, sing. not look at girls, uh. sing. It apparently is the best thing you can do physically for your brain. And I have something for you every time I sing the blues, but a guy on Rock School. Mm -hmm.
Okay, off air, you were asking me, is it a specific type of song? Do I have to sing happy songs? No. Yeah, because sad songs, my gosh, they make me sad. They make me want to cry. It's that still, doesn't make me feel happy when I'm singing the blues. It doesn't so much make you feel happy as it does makes the connection between the left and the right side of the brain. It is a physical connection. The idea of singing is not the same as the idea of uh, speaking. In the same way, the idea of writing down notes is not the same idea as typing the notes. I get it. You sort of arrive at the same place. Yeah. But it's a different part of the brain that takes over when you're operating a pencil than a section of the brain when you're operating a keyboard. Okay. When you're singing, there's even... Uh, multiple instances, and there's a country singer, I can't think of his name, that when he speaks, he has a stutter. Mel Tillis. Mel Tillis, right. When he sings, that stutter goes away. How is that possible? It's because it's a completely different section of the brain, and it's a beneficial section. In America, it says 32.5 million adults sing in choirs. Would you have put it that high? Yeah. Because of churches? Yes. Now, you grew up singing in a choir. I did. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It says that's up by almost 10 million people in the past six years. Big choirs. Big choirs, especially in churches. And there are similar increases in Australia. Doctors are increasingly interested in the ability of music. A guy named Stephen Cliff, who's a director of the Sydney DeHaan Research Center at Canterbury Christ Church University, says... Singing together helps people with mental health issues. They feel happier. They feel better connected with one another, and they feel more supported. Singing can literally retrain the brain. Even with the dog down there biting the on dog a dog is trying toy to sing. that goes squeak, squeak. The dog, the dog barks. And it's not just the idea of you singing. It's you singing for other people. The idea of entertainment. The idea of you making another person happy. How about that? I like it. Johnny Cash, sing a traveling song on Rock School. Hey, little girl, with tears in your eyes, don't waste your time now. Asking me why I don't know I know I'll just be Moving along You say that home Is where my love is at I say that home Is where I hang my hat Coming into the first break, as we talk about the neuroscience of singing, do you sing? Do you sing in your car? Do you sing for other people? Do you sing for your children? Do you sing in a band? Do you sing in a choir? Any one of those can help you, and science is beginning to agree with it. To which you say, I'm really a terrible singer. 
Oh? Yeah. Well, let's talk about that. Well, and also, what if you sing the wrong words? Doesn't matter. See? There's something Told called... Ya. There's something called imperfect why, because you sing the wrong words all, all the, time. the time. Yeah, you really don't... You don't pay attention to that. You know and why? You should. Why? Just to bug you. Yeah, thank you. There's something called imperfect harmony, finding happiness, singing with others. A woman named Stacy Horn had something to do with that. Singing makes us a single entity, she says. Playing in a band does the same. It's wonderful to have contact with other human beings. Right. And I, I got to agree with her. I'll perform all by myself. I, I mean, I, I'm a ham. I'll do it. But I really like playing with Bill. Yeah. I like it's it when the time, two, huh? Right. When I'm doing radio, from the beginning of radio, mm-hmm. I, could I be a single jock? Yeah, sure. I can do it. Gets I a little boring, huh? It's not just, I don't like it. I need another human being. And and the guy that I did radio with for the longest time, Brad Christman, he and I had an unwritten rule. Unwritten. We said it flat out. Once the studio door went closed, no matter what, it stayed in the studio. Ooh, I you bet could, you knew some stuff oh, about you, him, huh? Yes. And before you, there were three people that did this Rock School show. Oh. Same thing. Once that studio door went closed, you could say anything you wanted and it would never leave the studio wow oh yeah and people took advantage of that uh a uk singer a singing teacher named of sophia and i'm not sure if i'm doing this right ephithiamu i believe is how it's said singing in group triggers the communal release of serotonin and oxycontin oxytocin am i right about yeah, that yeah you're right oxytocin yeah not oxycontin be, you wouldn't no. be shooting out you, pills you, you're in trouble if yeah. that's yeah mm-hmm. it says that if you've been singing with a group for a long time it literally synchronizes your heartbeats oh oh my god are that? you serious that's what it says another study suggested group singing can produce satisfying and therapeutic sensations even when the sound produced by the vocal instrument is of mediocre quality wow here let me say that in plain english even if you suck it's still good for you. Nice. There you go. All Who's right. listening to us well, on Rock School? They're not listening. They're singing <laughs> WMCE and Erie PA. Excellent. Back in a minute here on Rock School. The neuroscience of singing out of the break. One more thing that research is showing. Music is visual. There are two things you got to keep in mind. All those kids that walk around with their earbuds in. Yeah. It states that, and this is the research stating this, it states that not only do they have their earbuds in for what they call cocooning, the idea of wrapping yourself. Right, leave me alone. But when they have those earbuds in, what it is doing is giving a soundtrack to their lives. Oh. You know the opening scene of Staying Alive uh-huh. where Tony is walking with the can of paint and do 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 Oh, yeah. Uh, you can tell by the way I use my walk. When you got those earbuds in. I didn't feel real good when you were singing that. Thank you. <laughs> I don't have the tight enough pants on. And he's, it's, yeah. it's his, it's a soundtrack. Oh, absolutely. And so these kids are putting a soundtrack to their lives. We used to watch a show called uh, Allie McBeal. 
Right, yeah. And just about everybody on that show had a soundtrack when they would in- enter into a room. You're Do right. you remember that? You're right. There was an uh, an actor at one point in time, I can't remember his name. I think he was a guy from uh, WKRP, and he was he left comedy, and he started to do a, a, a big, tough, you know, I'm a cop type thing. Uh-huh. And the sound guy kept going, I'm hearing somebody singing. I'm hearing somebody singing. And he did it again. I'm hearing somebody singing. And here it was the actor... Going, really? He was he was creating his own soundtrack. Oh my gosh! And when they called him on it, he said, "Well, that's what I've done." He said, "Well, shut up. We need to get the shot." So there you go. Sing me away. There you go. It's Night Ranger. We've seen them twice in concert. Did they sing this song? Probably here in Rock School. Okay, bottom of the hour plus a couple minutes. My name is Joe Burns. You are? Tammy Burns. Now, I said earlier that music can be a soundtrack to a human being's life. Yeah. The research has even suggested people will walk differently to different kinds of music. Oh, absolutely. Sure, if it's funk music, you'll walk with a, you know, more of a strut to uh-huh. you. If it's blues, you'll walk more, you know, slowly. If it's rock music, you'll walk with a confidence about you. Yes. However, music is also visual, they have found. And without knowing I was testing that, I do it. When I teach film criticism, one of the things I do is I spend an entire week on the music of film. And and that's kind of obvious. Scores, soundtracks, how does it go to the visual, that kind of thing. But one thing I do while we're talking about music is what I'll do is I'll bring the kids in and I'll play for them five different kinds of music. And I mean wildly different kinds of music. Yeah. And I'll have them literally close their eyes, put their elbows on the desk and rest their hand or rest their head in their hands. Listen to the music. What does it show you? Right. And they'll come out and it's amazing the detail you know, I, I, I play for them like a, an Irish song and they're like, oh, I've got 10 guys in kilts and they have guns and they're going after it. Play them a blues song and they, oh, it's it's this wooden floored place that serves barbecue and beer and the only non-smoking section is to lie on the ground. <laughs> it's amazing. The music will literally tip you to the entire visual, yeah, which I is Rockstar. Okay, let's do seven days in 70 seconds, something that happened on these rock and roll dates. They are June 18th all the way through June 24th. All right, you got Monday, Tammy, go. June 18th, 2006, Paul McCartney turned 64. Ah, go ahead, there's oh, more. Oh, okay, I yeah. wonder if someone will still need him or feeding him. When I'm 64. Oh, there you go. June 19th, 1980, Donna Summer becomes the first act signed to Geffen Records. June 20th, 1969, Jimi Hendrix is paid 125000 for a single performance at Newport Jazz Festival. It's a record at that time, June, right? Yep, June 21, 1961, Bobby V records, Take good care of my baby. I felt so good singing that. Oh, no one else did. <laughs> June 22nd, 2011, 
Lynn Campbell's wife, Kim Woolen, announces that the singer has Alzheimer's disease. June 23, 1990, Billy Joel becomes the first rock act to play Yankee Stadium. And June 24, 1992, Billy Joel finally graduates. He gets his high school diploma from Hicksville High in Long Island, New York. He didn't graduate in 1967 because he was one English credit short. They should have given it to him just for we didn't start the fire. Yes, indeed. Yeah, I think I think there. he's got all the English down that he needs. Have right? you heard the idea that playing Mozart for babies is good? Oh, yeah. You're supposed to put the headphones on the belly oh, and turn yeah. it on. In blah, the womb, blah, blah, blah. Huh? Yeah, Oh, in the womb. Oh, yeah, yeah. Here's the thing. There's no real proof that that does anything. Right. However, there is proof that singing... Mozart to babies does something good not in the womb uh-huh. but looking down at a baby pum 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 it is so complex a and twinkle twinkle little star is Mozart as well yeah complex and so nice that it literally will create even in infants it will create a reaction from the baby. Very cool. They say, here's the best way to do it. This is from the, the piece of research. Uh-huh. Take a moment. Listen to Billie Holiday's Lady Sings the Blues. And it will literally transport you to another time. Not because you're really there, but because the music has the ability to connect the left and the right side of the brain and that's what you want. Wow. Billy Holiday, Lady Sings the Blues on Rock School. And I'd like to try to do a little tune for you. That I recorded for Norman Grants, Clef Records. My tune is titled Lady Sings the Blues. I do hope you like it. Sings the blues. She's got them there. She feels so, and I know I won't die. Cause I love him. Lady sings the blues. She's got them. She feels so sad But now the world will know She's never gonna sing them no more No to the second break, I want to ask you, the audience, and also you, Tammy, have you ever had a physical reaction to music? Did it make you dance? Yes. Did it, it made me cry. It, right. It, exactly. It upset me. It took me back to another place. You ever start pounding the steering wheel? That kind of thing? No, never pounding the... St- oh, oh, you really? mean like in... For tapping joy? Your, tapping oh, yeah. your foot? I'm oh, yeah. I'm dancing in the car. Absolutely. There's a movie called Baby Driver. We're at the beginning. The fabulous... Bell bottoms, bell bottoms, 
bell bottoms and he's singing and he's moving the 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 the, the windshield wipers every one of us has done it yeah i mean there's even I'd, somewhere in europe there's a guitar air guitar thing a, <laughs> a contest i don't know how you even win that but why is that why does it happen According to Uplift.com, science explains that this is an aspect of mirror neurons. It is a form of mimicry that can happen both emotionally and physically. Why do you listen to sad songs? Because you want to be sad. Yeah, it's, you want to be sad. It's useless. I had to stop listening to country music. I really yeah. did. Their dogs died, didn't they? Oh, it was terrible. I, and I thought, I can't do this to myself. No one's dead. <laughs> no one left me. You can give you chills. It can make you cry. We didn't break up at 16, for God's sake. <laughs> and the thing is, you really have no control over it. It, it just starts. It comes from the Neuroscience of Music, published by the Department of Psychology at McGill University, Montreal. Montreal, they found scientific preliminary evidence that music influences the body. Not just something you listen to, it will make you move. It will make you play guitar. And furthermore, that movement is good for you. Nice. It's good for you. Who's listening to us, Tammy? Well, they're dancing at WBSD <laughs> in Burlington, Wisconsin. Love it. Back in a minute here on Rock School. You know, I'm a professor as we come out of the break. Oh, you are? Oh, I do. I have a post hole digger. Okay. I have a philosophy Aww. doctorate. It's a very nice rectangular piece of paper. See this right here? It's got you. It's got pain all over it. I know. You could care less. But when you are in that world of research, one of the things that kind of pops up all the time is this happens in nature. So if it happens in nature, it's a darn good chance. And again, I'm not in the sciences. All my schooling was in the arts. But it was always, if it happens in nature, there's a darn good chance that it, it means something to us. Okay. Okay. The ability to reproduce vocalizations is, believe it or not, rare in nature. Very few species make the sounds they have previously heard. Of the 9,700, roughly, known species of birds, only three groups, songbirds, parrots, and hummingbirds, can reproduce a sound they've heard before. That's it. Among mammals, only four can reproduce a sound they've heard before. Elephants, bats, Cetaceans. I don't know what that is. I don't either. C-E-T-A-C-E-A-N-S. I, I think that's, you know, people who, who drink a lot of beer. <laughs> and then humans. That's it. Learn their vocalizations. And humans are by far the most sophisticated vocal learners. So this thing that we've been given is in the overall world rare. Wow. Quite rare. And the fact that we do it as groups is yet more 
rare. You should tell the the big group of frogs that live by our house how rare this is. I think they're the cetaceans. Yeah. I'm going to look up what the heck that well, is. Well, I can tell you what they're trying to do. They're make, trying to make little frogs. Yeah. To, yes. The Who joined together with the band on Rock School. Okay, coming into the last break, and uh, we have gone to the iPadio device, and we know what a cetacean is. What is that? It's a. Uh, it's either a well porpoise or a. Uh, what's the other one? Dolphin. Flipper, Dolphin. flipper, yeah. faster than lightning. You know, no one you see is smarter than he. Which, which means, I guess, the female dolphins just aren't very oh, smart. No. That's terrible. It says here in this, I've got so much more on this, the neuroscience of singing. I'm just sort of giving you the ones that I, I, I find really interesting. Have you ever noticed that there are certain times that people will sing together, even if they never have sung together before? Yeah, baseball like, games. Right. Sporting events. Right. And Christmas carols. Yeah. And as they say, protests. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Right. Unless you're that jerk that has to harmonized happy birthday to you national anthem john shut up yeah the national anthem exactly unless you sing it like roseanne Barr, then please don't sing it that idea of not only singing the singing is good enough but the idea of not only singing but singing in a group yes is so good for mental health and again connecting the left to the right side. Why don't of we, the as a brain? neighborhood, just go out every morning at six o'clock and we all sing a song together? They what, make why? they why make not? the statement in the research that early man. I guess that's people from the sixties. Early man used to do that. It was a form of communication. It's not that that people you know just sort of listened. A song was sung, and once you learned the song, you learned. The history. You learned the directions. You learned where to hunt. You learned all those things. And it was done by attaching it to a melody because not only learning it, but it made you feel better when you learn it. How about that? And, and I, you know, I'd like to tell you that's horse manure, but we the people oh, in yeah. order to form a more perfect union. How many millions of kids know the preamble to the Constitution? Exactly. Because, and also how a bill becomes a law. Because I'm just a bill. Yes, I'm only a bill. I can do, I, I swear to goodness, I can do most of my multiplication tables because of Schoolhouse Absolutely. Rock. Because of Schoolhouse And Rock. there was another one that was another commercial that made everyone sing. Do you Which, remember that what one? What was that? What was that? The one for Coke. Oh, yeah. I'd like to teach the world to sing. There wasn't anyone that didn't know that that song. Right. And it's, it's also, uh, again, I, I teach commercial copywriting at the school and i tell the students a successful jingle is going to get you so far because give me a break give me a break break, break me, me off, off a piece of that, that. 
Kit Kat bar. Exactly. That's the thing. You know, uh, the best part of waking up is... Folgers. In your cup. Right. So we could just sing ads, right? Yeah, pretty much. Not all of them hit like that. Right. But... It doesn't really matter what... You, so it, it doesn't matter what you're singing, you said. Right. It, it simply makes you feel good and it's good for you. I feel great right now. Excellent. These are the Beatles and the song, And Your Bird Can Sing. And that's going to finish us up. I'm Joe Burns. You are. I am Tammy Burns. And we both can sing. Can well, we you... sing off? Can we sing away? Uh, class is dismissed. Oh.